A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! We made it. We made it. Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steele. That's right. We're here. We're live. Finally. Let me tell you something. When, when you're the one-man band, when you do, you, you, you produce, when you, you got to get things together, you write your content, you get everything, it can be some issues come, you know, things come up. Things come up. But we're here. We're live. And we're ready to go. Today we're going to do something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to jump into the lab, is what I like to call it, when I go into the film room. We're going to jump into the lab and diagnose some of the good and some of the bad from the Cowboys' defense against the Patriots' offense. And if we have some time, we'll do some buy or sell, a buy or sell segment, Cowboys edition. If not today, We'll save the buy or sell for tomorrow, but I think you guys will enjoy jumping in the lab and looking at some of the things that went down in that game. Hey, man, we here. We here. <laughs> my guy, my guy CJ on Facebook said, Sky, you need a vacation. Well, this guy, you know, during the season, we got to go through the whole season, but after the season, yeah, for sure. It is the bye week, though. Well, uh, it's about to be the bye week, so... um, It'll be a bye week for me. Actually, I kind of give you all a little bit of personal. I'll be heading home during the bye week back to PA. So I'm going to see some fam up there. But good morning, chat. My apologies. Someone asked, hey, is this a new time slot? No, no, it's not a new time slot. All we did, we just had some technical difficulties. But like I said, man, when you do everything, sometimes technical difficulties come up. But like the Cowboys have been doing, you adapt, right? You adapt. You have that ability to be multiple. And that's what I pride myself on is, is the ability to be multiple. But um, what's going on, Oscar? Oh, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Says you and Laura are the best. Felipe over from France. What's going on? Sonny. It's Sonny over there. Professor O. What's up, Professor O? Jonathan Fresh Fade. James. Let me get through here. Oscar Mark. David C. Frankie Franchise. What it is, what it do. CJ over on Facebook. Shout out to Facebook in the building today. Brad as well is on Facebook. Uh, Dennis, Oscar on Facebook. Jose, Tino, Kevin, Jules, Mike Harris, and the many, many more coming through. Alpha, I see you. Alex, Sully, Will, Nico, Carson, Alu, Jake the Great. Hey, I haven't seen uh, Jake the Great in a minute, man. What's up, Jake the Great? Wayne and Anthony Hatcher, man. We here. We live, and like I said, we're going to review the Cowboys' defense versus the Patriots' uh, offense, and we're going to jump into the lab live, live. We're going to see some things because uh, I told you guys earlier, one of the things I noticed on the first rerun, right? I do the rerun with the broadcast view. You can't see everything, uh, but you can see some things. And it was a very brief right after the game rerun. I said, I got to wait till I get the actual tape and then go back and take a peek and um, report back. And I said, well, instead of just reporting back, let's all take a look. 
at some things, right? Let's all take a look. But first, get your juices uh, rolling here. Listen, this might, if I did use a ringtone, this might be my new ringtone, y'all. Ringtones are old. I don't use ringtones anymore. But if I did have a ringtone, this might be my new ringtone. I'm, I'm absolutely loving this, this uh, song, per se, by a Cowboys fan. And it's real interesting because I went on the Twitter, the Twitter webs and stuff, and, and, and I had to ask this question, you know. Have y'all phones been pretty quiet this year from Cowboys haters, huh? No one's calling you. No one's texting you. You know what? I'll let my guy Larry talk about it. Uh, ain't nobody calling huh. me, texting huh. me, paging huh. me, asking me, are you still involved? Mighty quiet this year. Calling me, texting me, paging me, asking me, am I still involved? My phone been dry. My phone been mighty dry this year, y'all. Mighty dry. All I'm asking for my, you know, haters, cowboy, check up on a brother. Don't check up on don't check up on us when we losing. Check up on me, man. Give me a call. Give me a text. Give me a page. WhatsApp me. Email. Send a pigeon. I've been doing good this year. Hmm? Cowboys Nation, we've been doing good, huh? You know what? I don't know if y'all can hear it again, so we're going to let that ride. But listen, man, I just I just thoroughly enjoy the quietness. I'm not going to lie to you. I thoroughly enjoy it. Ain't nobody texting y'all. Let me look in the chat. Anybody calling y'all? Anybody call? Hello says the haters, I can't hear you. Mm, phone's been dry, says Anthony. Yeah. Phone been silent, says JB. Jonathan said it's been very quiet. T-Town said, my dad hasn't been teasing me this year. Yeah, it's a it's a different vibe. It's a whole different vibe. Yeah, hey, Hazard XCI, for those that are new, we have a resident hater named Eastside Harold that frequently comes into the chat in the offseason when the Cowboys lose and things like that. I lied to you not. I have not seen Eastside Harold since week one. Since week one. Hmm. <laughs> Tino said, young folks don't know about paging me. <laughs> oh, the pages used to be the thing, man. Oh, we got a donation. Let me get to the donation. I'm, I apologize before we get into this. Super chat. My guy, Sin City, thank you for the $5 donation. He says, Sky, I thought I was tripping this morning. I was like, no Cowboys gospel this morning? Nah, I got you, man. I got you. Just some technical difficulties. Uh, we'll, we'll clear those things up, and uh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. But, yeah, man, that song right there, I swear, I'm going to make that our anthem. If you watch the post-game shows, if we get a victory, when we get a victory, dropping that. Dropping that, because we still them boys. He said, I'm still them boy. <laughs> you got to love it, man. I had to start the show off with some laughs, man. And yes, Gotti, baby, I'm glad you noticed that. Anybody that watches wrestling. I had to rock my IRS shirt, man. I had to rock my IRS shirt. I, I love old school wrestling. 
and IRS was a beast. He's one, he was one of the best, most underrated heels, in my opinion. Money, Inc., one of the best uh, factions, in my opinion. Interesting story about IRS, Erwin R. Scheister. Vince McMahon made that character to get back at the IRS. Literally. He hated him because they were always trying to take his money. But, yeah. You, I got a ton of these throwback shirts, too, as well, man. Uh, Lupe with the donation says Dak's been blitzed 71 times most in the NFL and has only been sacked nine times. The Bills in Washington have only been blitzed 33 times and have given up nine sacks. So sacks are half a quarterback stat and half offensive line. That's a major testament to your quarterback, to be real, because blitzes are designed to stress out your offensive line, right? It is up to the quarterback to recognize the free guy or recognize where the blitz is coming from, get the ball out, or make a move to make a play. So, kudos to both sides. But all right, y'all, let's get into the morning roundup, and then when we come out of that, we'll get into this. uh, Actually, I'll get into the phone line because we got one early, so I'll get you on the phone, and then we'll go into the film room. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. Morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. A solution for your fitness goals, whether it be weight loss, toning up, sports, or stress relief. Our friends over at Texas Family Fitness have everything you need from state of the art equipment, group classes, and experienced professional certified trainers. And if you got kids, they have it. They have a kids club. So you can still get your gym on, as I like to say. So if you're looking for or to begin your fitness journey, do me a favor and head on over to any of the nine locations in the DFW area or visit TexasFamilyFitness.com. Hey, Jacob, I I meant to speak on that, y'all, before I jump into the morning roundup. Did y'all watch that Bills game last night, the Monday night football game? Really, really good game. Really damn good game. Interesting coaching decision that came down to it at the end. I guarantee you that won't be blown up, though. And a loss at that. I'm just saying, we talked about it yesterday. Coaches make these decisions right or wrong every week. Every week, folks. All right, so Lyle Collins has been reinstated officially. uh, And after he lost his lawsuit last week, we kind of knew that was going to happen, right? And according to Mike McCarthy, he looks good. He's been in workouts at the star, but McCarthy declined to say if Collins will move move right back into his spot. They'll get all that figured out in the in the upcoming week. Um, I think he's definitely going to move back into his spot, <laughs> but uh, that's something we'll have to monitor as we move forward. Because I think what he's more so speaking of is making sure that he's ready to play physically. Um, we saw what happened last year when Lyle Collins didn't necessarily stay in quote-unquote shape. He came out sluggish in the offseason, I'm talking about. And eventually, they just had to put him on IR because that hip wasn't right. So as long as Collins isn't stiff, I feel like he'll be good to go back at right tackle. But if we get to the buy or sell segment later, I'm actually going to ask you ask you guys something about that. Michael Gallup. Let's get a Michael Gallup update. According to Mike McCarthy, because he had his 
press conference yesterday. He has a chance to return to Cowboys practice in a limited capacity next week. Really not next week because, oh, this week because they're not allowed to practice because of CBA during the bye. So as the team begins to prepare for the Vikings in week seven, McCarthy said he's hopeful. Uh, Let's remember there's a 21-day activation window that will start when he's officially designated to return, and he hasn't hasn't been designated yet. So once that happens, he'll be given that Kelvin Joseph treatment. You guys remember Kelvin Joseph and Sean McKeon were both designated to return, but they have 21 days to activate them. Two different things. So we're going to monitor the Gallup situation next week. And then finally, Dak's MRI did come back, and it revealed that, yes, indeed, he did suffer a right calf strain. Good news is, He's not expected to keep him from playing in any games this season. The team medical staff is optimistic he will be able to play against the Minnesota Vikings after the Dallas bye week. Interesting thing about Dak Strain from reports or sources, they say it's a very similar calf strain to Michael Gallup. The difference is what they're asked to do, asked to do with their bodies, right? Like Michael Gallup, He has to do different things, so he has to sit out more. And the recoveries are a little bit different as well from what I read. So good news is Dak is fine. He has two weeks to heal up. I think he'll be good to go. You can look at the actual play here or look at the picture here. I can see where that might have, you know, hurt him a little bit, man. That's a lot of strength he's throwing off that back foot. He had to throw it at least 30 yards, 30, 35 yards in the air, and he threw it on a rope. A dime for the game winner. So I can see where that would hurt. But it's all good. What's up, Kobe? Says, yes, sir, Sky. Sorry I'm late. Listen, I'm late too. (laughs) I'm late too. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. But we here, and that is all that matters. What's up, Montana? I was just about to get to you, Fives. I was just about to get to you. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to head into the lab, as I like to say, and review some of this film work. Or some of this film from the Cowboys defense against the Patriots offense. I I found it very interesting, some things that happened. And I wrote down some notes. I got my handy-dandy book here. Uh, Because sometimes you just got to, and I got, like I said, I got to talk to Broadus. I got to talk to Jeff. Like, how the hell do y'all write organized notes? Because my things be all over the damn place. I'm no scout. I just try to (laughs) write things, things down that pop in my head. You know, Fresh said, I bet he's at the facility right now rehabbing, talking about Dak, for sure. For sure. Owen uh, won with, come on, Oscar, don't do this. Owen won with Collins, Gallup, and D-Law. 5-0 and o without Collins, Gallup, and D-Law this season. Oh, okay, this season has been unbelievable. I thought you were about to go far left, talking about some, ah, oh, we don't need these guys, and some people are saying that. And again, if we get to the buy or sell, we'll have some questions to ask you. Let me know if y'all buy or sell them. I think it's a good thing, though, that the Cowboys are showing this year that they can suffer injuries, suffer COVID situations, and overcome adversity. We talked about that a lot yesterday. That was the buzzword of the day was overcoming adversity. And they continue to show that they can do that. Montana said, bro, I was looking for you, man. Got me through the morning, big dog. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. 
James Runnell says, heard that Randy Gregory defense PFF ranking was 94 and J-Ron was 76. Diggs was 74-ish. I don't really like the grades. I'm going to be real. I don't go on PFF for the grades, and I always list this as a caveat. If you're into PFF grades, so-and-so and so-and-so, because some people are, some people aren't, I got an issue with some of their grades, but that's neither here nor there. All right, let's get into this one quick call, and then we'll head into the film room. Five, six, seven, what it is, what it do. Hey, good morning. Good morning, good sir. Hey, uh, I, uh, uh, it was one of my favorite shows. I was Thank able you. to check out your half your halftime show the other day, you and Jesse. Uh, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. You guys are doing a great job. Let me ask you something. You guys are one of the, Thank you, sir. One of my go-tos for Dallas Cowboys news. You are killing it. Thank so you, sir. keep doing what you're doing. Uh, when I watch the games, I uh, I take quick notes. I just wanted to hit on a couple of things. Sure. I didn't get to listen yesterday, but I just want to put this out there and, and see what Cowboys Nation thinks of all this. Uh, first thing I have is depth, depth, depth. Uh, coach, Philbin, coach Philbin, the offensive line coach, for Inseki to come in and that smooth transition and the way he's got McGovern playing so versatile, I mean, just kudos to him. Great job. Uh, once again, like I said last week, these guys are bar fighters. They're junkyard dogs. You don't want to leave your grandma with these guys, and they set the whole tone for the team. Yeah, okay? two two years in a row, I think Joe Philbin should get high praise uh, for what he's doing with the offensive line. Yeah, I mean, you can't go in – me and you go in there, and we're watching tape with them around the team, and you see what they're doing to people. And, you know, you're a man. I'm a man. You're, you're going to step your game up, you know. So they set the tone for the team. Uh, Randy Gregory, I got violent hands, unreal motor punishing. Luke Gifford, and then I wrote, I wrote, is is there any player on this team who doesn't make a play? Unreal. Mm. I mean, everybody's getting off. That's a good point. That's a, you know, we got J. Ron made now. K. Z. You know, messed up, but he's made plays this year. Obviously, Mike oh. uh, Osa, Randy, everyone is A. B. Right? <laughs> Obviously, Diggs. Um, and and Luke Gifford with maybe the, the, not maybe the special teams play of the year for the Cowboys. Well, yeah. And I, and we need to watch that because players that end up being really good players, some of them start on special teams and they have splash plays. Terrell Davis, you know, I'm not going to say Terrell Davis, but you know, players like that. So he's going to play himself into, into the starting lineup, I think eventually. I agree. Uh, CD breath, hold your breath player, improving rapidly. Uh, and, and, you know, we need to start talking about this guy as maybe the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, I got him, you know, down his back. Uh, he's a backbreaker. Um, and then uh, lastly, um, when I was watching that game, man, those were some really confusing coverages they put together against that. I'm telling you. Dude. I'm telling you. I was like, what? I couldn't – I have to go back and watch the 22. I only watched the, uh, the TV version, but, uh, man. No, it, it's... But even better that he figured it out. He yeah. beat him. He beat him straight up. Um, and, and then on IRS, my Mike Rotunda, uh, I, I actually uh, refereed a match with him. Wow. I can't remember against who. Against two, um, at like a state fair. Great wrestler, great guy. There's actually a video of him shooting with another guy in WCW. He's a real-life badass. So, and, and one of the most underrated finishers of, of all time, the write-off, a running forearm. So uh, keep doing yeah, what you're doing. People adopted Dak's that. Be fine. Yeah, yeah. That Dak's gonna be fine. Uh, this team, they, hell, they may win out. I mean, they they had no business winning that game. 
None. Well, They're so good they can't even beat themselves. I, I'd argue they, they had no business being that close. But, you know, after rewatching yeah. that game, I, you know, I'll come away even more upset with what the officials did. I'm, I'm trying to tell you all, that was an awful day. And we'll talk a little bit, a little bit about it later. It's really, really, really bad. Yep. I mean, they're they're horrible. But the only thing they didn't do is, is halftime and get in their car and leave. I mean, they, they didn't want to, you know, they were playing the penalties, outrageous, but this team's special. Um, and, you know, thanks, appreciate you, and go Cowboys. Thank you, brother. Good call, man. Good call. Appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, I meant to get at this as well, Adam, talked about uh, Whitney Merciless, and I got you, 585. So Whitney Merciless is a is an available free agent. He was cut by the Texans, not due to play apparently, but due to trying to move forward with the youth movement. I'll say this right now. Yes, absolutely. Can never have too many uh, good pass rushers. And I don't know when Demarcus Lawrence will be back. I really don't care. Get me as many good pass rushers as you can possibly have. And he's a veteran guy too. And he'd come in right now and be your second best pass rusher opposite of... Uh, Randy Gregory. And here's another reason why I would like to see it. And, and we're going to show some stuff here. I, a lot of people keep on saying, you know, Michael Parsons, a DE, Michael Parsons, that linebacker, what you, you know, you're going to have to make a decision. And I think the decision is to stay at linebacker. And, and I'm going to show you why uh, teams are going to start taking advantage of it. If they continue to put Mike at, at defense and full time or majority of the time, they're going to take advantage of some things. Uh, so I, I think you need to get a guy on the opposite side that doesn't where you don't have to put Micah on the edge too much. Uh, right now, Basham, Goldstein, they're they're doing yeoman's work. They're holding up. They're 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 doing as good as they can, but they're not Whitney Merciless. I'll tell you that. I would definitely go out there and go after Whitney Merciless. Um, let me get to your five eight five. What it is? What it do? Hey, what's going on with you, bro? What's going on, man? How you doing today? Good, good, man. Love the show. New subscriber. Thank Been you. Watching you since the beginning of the season, bro. And I'm telling you, you bring nothing but great content, bro. You inspired me to get into my own little podcast. Man, hey, listen, I tell I tell people this all the time when they say that or they ask that, hey, what you do or what made you do it? I just say, just do it. Just start. You'll figure the rest out as you go. <laughs> Trust me. It ain't gonna be clean when you right, first start. Right, right. Definitely, definitely, man. I ain't want to take up too much of your time, man, but I just wanted to talk to you about uh, our boy Diggs, man, the, the crazy year that he's having. And crazy enough, every since he got his seventh, or I'm going to say his seventh, maybe his fourth, it seems like teams in the league pray for him to get beat. Like they wasn't, they, they couldn't wait for that stuff to happen oh, the, at the end of the Patriots. The game. fans? Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah, the fans. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't wait for it. I'm in upstate New York, so I'm around a bunch of Bills fans. So seeing that last night against that Titans uh, team, they can't mess with us, man. We the Bills? Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, Bills can't mess with us, let man. Me say, let, me, let me say this real quick, man. I usually don't subscribe to the you know running back, pay the running back thing, but my goodness, man. Right. Derrick Henry is just so damn different, man. He, he's so different. And I still believe you can't win in the playoffs this way in 2021, and, and we've seen that with Tennessee, right? They go into the playoffs – they don't have a high-caliber quarterback, and they get into these shootouts, and they can't finish. Uh, but, but right. my goodness, Derrick Henry is on a roll right now that I don't think I've seen since maybe Adrian Peterson. It's, it's unbelievable. Man, nobody wants to see him head up, man. No. Like, that's, how's, that's a business. How does a dude that's 6'3", 260 pounds, break away from like, – 
it's unbelievable. He might be pound for pound, and I know this is going to sound crazy, pound for pound the most explosive running back in football. Pound oh, for I, pound. I, I, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt, man. That 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 speed, it, it, it just kicks in the gear. Once it gets to that second level, man, it's over. Can't tackle him, yeah, too little. Can't stay with him, you're too slow. He different, man. Definitely different, man. Definitely. But, but, but yeah, you're right. I think we can handle the Bills. Uh, Josh Allen, still good quarterback. Their defense got punched yeah. in the mouth today. And what can the Cowboys, or yesterday, what can the Cowboys do? They can punch you in the mouth. So, you know. I hurt defense, though, bro. That defense is hurt. That, uh, that Tennessee defense, they're missing a couple bodies, I think. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If the, I don't really – I haven't watched them, and that's funny because A to Z Sports Nashville, we have a Tennessee site. I haven't really watched them, so I don't mm-hmm. know what their defense is like. I just know about their offense a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Defense, I believe they're they're uh, banged up in the secondary. I believe. Don't don't quote me. But uh, just looking at the Bills' defense, I mean, Bills always have stout defense. The offense is what came about once Josh Allen came. I just feel that this year is kind of skewed. They're number one, but they haven't really played anybody. So that's what's funny because when when they got the number one tag and there were tops and turnovers and things like that, I said. Ah, Look at the competition. Let's see what they do against the Chiefs. Uh, they went out there. They played well against the Chiefs. So I said, all right, let me respect them. And I still respect them. But, again, you can have a plan. You can be good. But if you get punched in the mouth, things change. And the Titans punched them in the mouth last night with Derrick Henry. And the Cowboys have the ability to do that. And I think uh, uh, the ability for us to counter, like you said um, uh, a couple of shows ago, like we go into halftime, sometimes we come out with a completely – different game plan. A lot of teams, once you get punched in the mouth, they're just going to keep trying banging their head up against the wall. They don't, they don't really change up too many things. Yeah, that's it, why I feel like as far as our, our eliteness, I feel that's what makes us elite, the ability to change. Like, if you look at that Patriots game, Coop and CD had one catch in the, in the first quarter or the first half, didn't catch a ball to the fourth, but they came up big when we needed them. Yeah, I, I I have to I admire Kellen Moore not getting stubborn uh, with the run. He knew that, okay, this is going to be a tough running game, and, and I know that I'm not going to lean on it, but I'm going to incorporate it within the offense. That was the adjustment. If you, if you really go back and look, they tried to get the run game going in that first half. It just wasn't working. So I think Kellen said, okay, I understand what we have to do here. We have to show run to open up the pass in regards to play action, et cetera, et cetera. And look at that game. Go watch the game-winning drive. Drive of the game that I posted uh, on the channel. He literally set that thing up with one formation via run and play action. It was beautiful. Definitely. Definitely, man. Definitely. I agree with you 100%, bro. Hey, dog. Appreciate the call, man. Thank you for being a new subscriber. And uh, keep rocking out. Yes, sir. Thank you, man. Be blessed. Yep, you too. All right. Yeah, John Jones says Dalvin Cook's going to be a problem. We're going to break all that down next week. Um, that is going to be a very interesting game. And because of what I'm about to show y'all here in a second. So a lot of people, I'm already seeing it. Parsons more effective as a pass rusher. He gets off. He has a leak get off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Be careful. Okay? Be careful. Because one of the things that I said yesterday on Twitter after I was done watching the tape One, Carlos Watkins showed a little bit. Two, if you're going to put Micah Parsons on that edge, I think I want to see what Jabril Cox can do in the middle of the field. Because Keanu Neal 
that's not his that's not his spot. He's not a Mike linebacker. He's not a middle linebacker. He's not built for that. We knew that, right? We knew coming in he was more of a hybrid. He was more of a will type of linebacker. See ball, get ball, run and go, be free. I would rather put LV in there. And LV wasn't great yesterday on Sunday. He wasn't great, but he was he was more bad in the passing game. I know he wasn't great in the run fits and things like that, but again, when LVE and Micah Parsons were not lined up in that middle, a lot of plays, a lot of a lot of gash plays. Uh, but let's take a look. Let's just jump into the film room right quick. We're gonna do something a little bit different just to kind of talk about what we might have seen during the game. So we're gonna do some good and bad, and I want to start off with the bad. And the bad for me was mostly the first two possessions of the game. In fact, I think this is the good one. So we're going to move to the bad one first. And remember, this was after the Cowboys didn't convert on fourth and one and get the ball back on the 35-yard line. In the very first play, they set up the Dallas Cowboys. They set up the interior. They attacked the middle of the field. And look where Micah Parsons is lined up at the edge. We're going to roll it. And they're going to trap Quentin Bohanna. In fact, Quentin Bohanna gets so so far upfield, 47 doesn't even have to touch him. And that's that's deliberate, right? That's not by accident. That's deliberate. So Mike is here. They're not even going to run towards him. They're going to trap Quentin Bohanna. They don't even touch him, but watch the trap. And here you go. Now, you would like LVE to make this tackle. Absolutely would like LVE to make this tackle. This is just a damn good play. And, re- and let's remember, this is a copycat league. So look for teams to try to do this against the Cowboys. Right? Kind of reminds me of the Colts in 2018 and the Rams in 2018. The Colts found something in the Cowboys' defense, a weakness. Once again, Michael Parsons on the edge. Granted, this isn't a run play. But Michael Parsons lined up on the edge on every single play on the first drive of the game with Keanu Neal playing that middle of the field and, and Leighton Vanderesh. And that was a theme. When he lined up on the edge, it almost seemed deliberate that they ran up the middle. And that's, that's, that's something that you're going to have to deal with throughout this year until Demarcus Lawrence gets back. Because here's, the, here's a problem you run into. Micah Parsons is your best linebacker against the run. He's your best linebacker against the run. His deficiency, obviously, is in the pass game, and we're actually going to get to that on that second drive. Once again, Micah Parsons lined up on the edge. Keanu Neal, LVE. Now, this was a wildcat, but it doesn't matter. They run right up the middle. Keanu Neal, that's not his forte. And they go in and rush for the touchdown. The entire first drive, Micah didn't play a single snap at middle linebacker, and they gashed us. I'm just saying. It's, 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 it's going to be one of those things we have to keep our eyes on, and that's why I would love to get a Whitney Merciless because you can put Micah back in the middle. And if you want to rush him, you can rush him. You can ru- send him on stunts. Send him on blitzes up the middle. We've seen him handle guards. In fact, if you go back and watch this tape, he puts a couple guards on a butt in this game. And this is the second possession. Now, this possession, they they are deliberately attacking LVE and Micah Parsons to open this game. And you know how 
and the first 15 is what they call them, you have a game plan, and their game plan worked. The game plan worked. They get LVE one-on-one, and he pulls a Jalen. You know, what happened to the LVE magic in open field? Hmm? What happened to the LVE? LVE used to be a beast in the open field. Instead, he gets juked here. It's a problem. That's a problem. And then on the very next play, they get Micah. They get Micah. And we know this isn't Micah's forte. I think this is the very next play. Yep. Micah has responsibility on not Bolden, but the, the young buck here. And if you look at the angle he took, if Micah just plays upfield, he will force a tough pass or make him come off this read. Instead, he kind of flatlines, gets behind him, easy completion, and Micah shows some frustration in that game. Micah was very frustrated in this game. If you listen to him after the game, he was upset with his play because he wants to make plays. And this may come back to what LVE said in the, in the preseason. You're not going to make every play, young man. And that's tough for a guy who wants to do it. And that's not a bad thing for Micah. He's a perfectionist. He's kind of like Cooper on the other side. But they attacked him. You know, They attacked him uh, in the passing game. They got a couple pass. That was the best pass they got on him in that game. They got two other ones, but they weren't completed for first downs. They were completed, but not for first downs. Nonetheless, that's not Micah's forte. Once again, a trap. Now, the difference in this one, look who's in the middle of the field. Micah Parsons. This is this is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'd rather keep Micah in the middle, Micah in the middle, because he engages, disengages, and makes the stop. When he's not there, teams take advantage of it. Now, you get the penalty on Trayvon Diggs, but that's neither here nor there. Now, I'm showing this one right here because, again, this is a little bit of that home cooking. Home cooking, pass interference, not called. I don't quite understand it. It's it's very annoying, but that is a clear push-off. A clear push-off. Yes, they were hand-fighting five yards within, but the push-off comes here, and you'll see it on the second, the second angle. A lot of home cooking, and I'm going to get to the other part of home cooking too. Maybe Hooker has to come inside a little bit better, but that's a push-off, man. Know what they're watching. I know what they're watching. So that's a little bit of the bad that we saw from the Patriots game with the defense. I know you're probably like, man, well, is there any good after seeing that? No, and there is good. But I wanted to bring this up and I wanted to talk to y'all, get back to the chat, because I wasn't really watching in the chat as we're breaking this down. Uh Michael says Patriots, Patriots exposed us in the middle all day when Parsons was on the edge and LV and Neil at linebacker. Yeah, Michael, we, we talk about this pretty much every week. I even mentioned it to the Patriots reporter. The weak spot in Dallas is the middle of the field in the passing game. Be it on drags, be it with uh, option routes from linebackers, option routes from tight ends. And I asked this before. I asked this before. Why can't we see Jabril Cox in these situations when Parsons is down LOS? Now, I showed you some of what happened here. I have no idea if, if, if Jabril Cox is going to be that dude, right? I don't know if he's going to be that dude against the run, but I do know that I saw Jabril Cox play pretty dang good against the run um, in the postseason or in the preseason. 
you know, I'm I'm not again. I don't want this film to be like, oh, this is this is against backups. I get it, but it's just when you have that explosiveness, when you have that instinct ability, I would like to see Jabril Cox maybe get an opportunity if you're going to put Mike on the edge. Keanu, that's not Keanu Neal's forte, guys. It's not. Uh, Jersey Duchess says Wilson over KZ. Captain says, why is KZ starting over Hooker? Why is KZ starting over Hooker? Well, I think they're rotating a lot. There's a lot of big nickel being played. Hooker's getting a lot of a lot of uh, playing time, believe it or not. And I think they have an, an idea and a an agenda for those guys. Hooker is going to play. I'm sorry, KZ is going to play on the roof. They have Hooker playing around the line of scrimmage. So that's what they're doing. All right, 469. What it is, what it do. Hey, man, I uh, just wanted to reach out and say that I, I completely agree with you that uh, Micah is best suited for us in the middle of the field. You know, if you want to blitz him up the middle or, you know, put him on edge on third downs, uh, you know, third and long to give us an opportunity to, to get a sack, that's great. But uh, the way they kept gashing us up the middle with their – Third and fourth string running back is just not. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't bode well for what we have against Minnesota this week. Yeah, Damian week. Harris, you know, he had a hundred yards right on two drives. Uh-huh. He accumulated over half of those yards, or about half of those yards on two drives. The first drive, and then that thirteen play drive they had in the fourth quarter, um, and that's where I'll get to the good stuff uh, later. But yeah, man, a lot of that happened when Micah was not on the field at middle linebacker. Now, I will say this. I will critique Micah, obviously, not just in the passing game. The two, There were two running plays. Remember, I talked about it yesterday. I said, man, when I watched it, yep. they caught Micah a couple times. And the two running plays, I think, again, was a deliberate film study from Josh McDaniels. They ran the fake jet sweep, and they set it up. They actually ran the jet sweep, and they, then they would come back and run the fake jet sweep, and Micah would follow the jet man, and they caught him. Not necessarily him, but they caught the Cowboys and him at the same time. But when it was just a straight up without the jet sweep, they had trouble. Like, Michael was there for the most part. So, when he's not in the game and he's not in the middle, you can take advantage of a Keanu Neal and even sometimes a LVE. But in my opinion, I trust LVE a little bit more than Keanu Neal in the run game right now. I agree. And, I mean, people are commenting that Mike is not better at, at linebacker. I, I don't know that it's necessarily where he's better at. It's where he – where best he, fits on yes. this team, uh, there you go. because when you have when you have Lawrence back and Gregory together, I mean it's okay to line him up at you know ten twelve snaps on first down and second down and short, third down and short. He needs to be in the middle. And to kind of comment on what you said earlier, you said if you're gonna play Micah at the edge, then put Jabril in the middle. I think they need to give those two guys snaps in the middle together. You know, see what those two guys can do together. Put LBE on the bench a little bit, and let's see what these guys can do to stop the run together. No, I'm, I'm absolutely. I'm with. I'm with. Um, here's a, here's a problem I think people have with Micah at linebacker. He's not making those sexy splash plays that he does at defense end. Yeah. And we have to understand the linebacker position. You're not going to make those kind of plays down in down out. It's not going to look pretty. You're going to have to get three-yard stops, two-yard stops, right? You're going to have to force the running back back inside or play your responsibility. It's not going to be pretty at linebacker. But from it's six games in, when I've seen Micah play at linebacker, he is without a doubt a top-end run defender. 
The problem is, I think people are upset with his pass, his pass defense, and that's that's a thing. You know, he ain't a perfect linebacker right now. He's not a perfect edge either, but um, that's something that they can exploit, and he has to work at. But I've been deliberately watching him on rundowns all year, and I come away with the same thing: you need to you need to make that man a middle linebacker if you want to be able to yeah. stop this run game or at least contain somebody's run game. Just know it's going to pop back up. Later in the year, if D-Law come, doesn't come back uh, at an adequate time, they're going to just say, okay, you want to put Mike over there? We'll just run it right up the gut. And what's funny is his, his run defense was his supposed weakness going into the draft. And it was more so. His wasn't in his pass defense, though, his coverage ability? I mean, I, I, I think, you know, everybody was talking about how fast he was and how he could cover. Um, I, I don't know. At the, at the end of the day, I just want to – want to see him put in positions not to, like you said, make the splash plays, but to make this defense a better unit. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get off for you, man. This is like the third time I've called in. I love your show. Thank you, man. Every morning when I'm at work, I watch it, brother. Keep doing what you're doing, all right? Thank you, good sir. Appreciate it. Uh, let's get 479 in here. 479, what it is, what it do. Hey, Sky. Good morning. So I I'm doing great, man. So I had a question for you regarding uh, the interior of our defensive line. So we were told by Quentin Bohanna um, whenever he got here that linebackers love him. So I had a question about what I saw from, I mean, the layman's perspective watching on TV. I don't have access to all 22 and all that kind of stuff. It seems like our interior defensive line kind of overcommits, kind of pushes past the line, and at times – that muddies the waters and lets the the guards and center get up to our second level. Um, I just wanted to see more of our defensive tackles doing what they what they should do and and clog up those holes. And I mean, we got Dalvin Cook in two weeks, that, so that's I mean, going, so that's going to be a different. That's going to be a, a game plan. I can't wait to break down. But here's what I'm seeing from the defense. I do think they're actually doing that. I think they are. They're doing their jobs. In fact probably overdoing it. Bohanna and Urban aren't making that many plays because their jobs are solely to keep guys clean. Now, Bohanna kind of goes off of that a little bit sometimes, and he's trying to make a play, and you see what happened there. He, he got upfield, and they trapped him. Whereas Brent Urban is just strictly trying to take up guys so guys can run free. Um, but you're not lying. You're not wrong when the line crashes left or crashes right. This, this happened against the Patriots. They just ran right behind it. But that that's from film study. That's good coaching. Um, it kind of oh, yeah. it kind of reminded me of the Rob Marinelli situation uh, back when you know Rob Marinelli's his whole thing was get to the quarterback, get to the running back on the way to the quarterback. I don't necessarily think this was that. It was just here's what we're going to do. We're going to crash right so we can get LVE or Neil free behind that to fill the holes. But Josh McDaniels was constantly pulling guys or constantly bringing 47 back to take care of that free man. And there was one play where they pulled two guys on a trap. You don't normally see that, but they pulled two guys and it was just doomed. It was doomed to start and they got about a 20 yard run. So, I mean, I got to give it to Josh McDaniels there. And it's something that a Dan Quinn coming out of the bye week is going to have to say, okay, we can't allow that to happen again. How do we counter it? Yeah, and I'm the reason I'm just concerned is, I mean, we got the most, uh, by far the best running back I think we've faced all season coming up. And, and so, and running scheme. I want, I love that scheme. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I want, I don't want to see 
a shades of 2020, if you know what I mean. I don't want to see that. But I also, I'm confident. I'm confident in Mike as a linebacker. Believe it or not, I'm still confident in, in what LV can do if he stays clean, other than what you just showed on film of him getting juked out of his shoes. But I am confident in in what they can do. I just want to see... I want to see, I want to hear Osa's name, believe it or not. I want to, I, I love watching the guy, and it's good that we're not hearing Urban and, and messes up or mess ups on that side. But and I, I had one more question for you, Sky, and it was regarding the return of Demarcus Lawrence. So we see a lot of Randy Gregory. I mean, heck, he said that when he got that one sack, he was he was coming from the three technique. Do you think that Demarcus? is as suited for the diversity of spots that, say, Gregory is? um, Or is he going to be more of um, every play I need to put my hand in the dirt and do my thing? Because I I mean, he is – I think he's our best run defender on the line by far. And I think that he – I mean, just because of lack of stats um, gets – there's a jaded view of him as a pass rusher where I still see him as very viable and, and a constant threat, especially with Randy Gregory He's emerging as he is. Very valuable. So, yeah, I think I, 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 a lot of people get mad about the money, man. I don't care. I think he's, I think he's excellent. Worry about that. And I just want to, yeah, I want to know if you think that he is going to be as versatile as Randy is, I mean, heck, man, on that cover zero, that's the craziest picture I've ever seen. Oh, you want me to? The I, way that they I'll show were. you guys what he's talking about here. Uh, let me see if I could find it real quick while I got you on the phone. That was absolutely an, an amazing. Where are we at? I can't remember where I put it now. Hmm, where did I put this? Yeah, game but anyway, this? on the, on that cover zero, man, it was it was nuts. I mean, they had five guys loaded on the on the uh, well the left side of the offense and so i, I just i i want to know if demarcus lawrence if you think when healthy and he's available because we saw what he did last year when he was standing up mm. i just didn't know if i i know dan quinn is i mean he is the i mean he's the keystone of this being able to get guys and get guys confident where they're at and i just think that i i love what he does i love to see what he can get out of demarcus lawrence and i wonder if you think that He's going to be able to, if if that's his game, if he's going to be able to step up and do that. So, so man, I love your show. I listen to it every single freaking day. Thanks, man. Rock on, Scott. Thank you, sir. Good call. Great question. Uh, I'll bring this back here. Um, so, do I think that they'll move around Demarcus Lawrence like this <laughs> with with Randy Gregory lined up? Here's the thing. Dan Quinn's a madman, y'all. Dan Quinn. We talk about adapting. We talk about evolving. Dan Quinn has evolved. He's not Dan Quinn of Seattle. He's not Dan Quinn of Atlanta. He's Dan Quinn of the Dallas Cowboys. He's mixing a lot of things together. And this is the play he's discussing right here where he had five potential blitzers lined up on the right side. Mac Jones was confused. So was 85, and they were were calling it out. Mac eventually knew where he wanted to go, but I think because of this look, and you have Micah loop around, this look, I think, rushed Mac off of his throw, off of his spot, and he completed an incomplete, inaccurate pass on the big. This was a big third down in overtime, by the way, y'all. So, uh, yeah, this is the look that he's talking about. And uh, do I think that that Dan is going to run D-Law out there like that? If I had to make a decision now, I'd say no. 
Um, and I don't know that I want him to. I think I just allow D-Law to be a terror where he's at. And you got enough guys like Ghostin and Osa and and uh, Randy who can move around like that. What I don't want him to do is fall into what Mike Nolan did. Mike Nolan was trying to stand up Rand, uh, Demarcus Lawrence and drop him. No, no, don't do all that. Now, if you move him inside, you know, that's a different story. You know, he can play that NASCAR type package. But um, I don't know that I want to see him. I saw Randy Gregory drop a few times. He can do that. I talked about that. Uh, Randy Gregory moving around. I think I kind of want to see Demarcus Lawrence just be a terror on that left or right side. He can flip flip sides, but I don't necessarily want to see him standing up. Real quick, let me get to some uh, super chats and I'll hop back into the chat. Super chat. Uh, Miss Charlene, thank you for the four ninety nine donation. She says Kellen and Dak clearly run the offense. I'll let you guys take a look. Clearly run the offense. Stephen Jones runs personnel. Dan Quinn runs the defense. Bones runs special teams. What does McCarthy do? Let me ask you something. What does Mike Tomlin do? What does who's the other walk around head coach over there in Baltimore? Harbaugh do. Now, what do a lot of these walk around coaches do? They delegate to these guys, right? They delegate. That doesn't mean they're not in on these things. That doesn't mean McCarthy says, "Hey, Kellen, go to the offensive meetings, set up the game plan. I holler at you guys. I'll be at the crib." Mike is most likely putting in eighty hours a week as well. Um, game day where I don't, I don't have an issue with Mike McCarthy outside of the management part. He does need to be better with the management part, but I think that great leaders know how to delegate. And I think he is building a different culture here. You, how many times are we going to say this, right? It feels different because he's building something different. So I think you have to give him credit for that, but it, it's also fair to criticize some of his uh, game management and his, his decisions, you know, when they don't work, it's a problem. It's funny because we're criticizing not things that are actually working, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, another donation by Smoke. Super chat. $5. He says, what's up, Sky? To be honest, you think if Jabril was in that position like LVE was, would he have whiffed on that tackle? He needs to cover guys now, man. Um, that's the thing. I don't know how Jabril Cox is going to be in the run game. I just want to see it, though. Right? Like, I, I want to see it. I've seen him be successful in preseason. I get it. It's preseason, but it's all we got right now. That's all we got. Um, let's get to my guy, 100 grand. What's going on, good brother? 100 grand. One, like you said, 100. Red. No, no, 100 grand. <laughs> I was say, I know it's early, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but we'll go, my guy. But listen, man. Leave Mike alone, man. Listen, we go forward on fourth down. We don't get it. Everybody want to get mad at Mike. If we don't go forward, oh, we got the running backs. We run hard, and Mike doesn't want to go forward. It's like, but if we make it, oh, that's a great call by Kevin Moore. It's like, I told you yesterday. I told no you yesterday. Credit. What I what I'm realizing <laughs> is, brother, it, it it don't matter what he do. Uh, at this point, just no. get, just get get six, and, and and go off in the sunset. No matter, you're not going to get no credit here. Uh, that's just how I see it right now, man. He's not, and I think he understands that. Even if we win true. the shit, oh, that is true. In spite of Mike, did you hear what he said <laughs> a couple weeks ago? He said, what you know, he, he said something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah, man, everybody's loving the uh, the coaches here. Well, except me. Like that—that's what he kind of just tongue in cheek because he knows what's happening. Everybody's loving the DC, loving the OC. 
and, and they hate Mike McCarthy right now. I, you know. They hate Mike. Mike, but but I, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Mike understand. Mike better understands how Dallas works than he did when he first got here. That's when true. When he first got here, he just he even said it. He said, "Oh, and now I." Did I say it Kevin Moore. My bad, y'all. McKellen. <laughs> <laughs> when he first when he first got here, you know he he was like, "Wow, Dallas is so amazing. Everything is so great." Then he realized what happens when Dallas media gets into you. Now he knows how this goes. So he's better like, you know what, let me just do my job and whatever's whatever. I got my ring. You can't tell you can't take that from me. You know what I mean? He knows how this works now. Because people don't know that listen, you're dealing with the number one team in all the sports. World. The media is different. <laughs> this ain't Green Bay. Came from Green Bay. To I, Dallas. I'm curious. This is, is totally is it? different. Oh, the call. I'm so I'm curious. I haven't been watching any of the, the four letter networks, the three digit numbers, whatever. Um, has anyone are they are they crucifying I forget the coach's name over there in Buffalo. Are they crucifying him for that call? Because listen, it's fourth and one with fourteen seconds left, and you ran a quarterback sneak instead of kicking the field goal to tie the game. I I think that's a questionable call. I mean I just I just was watching uh um FS one. And they were talking about it, and Shannon Sharp was like, I, I think he said he wouldn't have made that call. Okay. But So I think the coaches are going to get on. I think, I think the four-red and Metlers are going to get on that. But th- that's just going to be one segment, and that's it. Yeah. it. It's not going to be talked about Bam. every day for the rest of the week. Just like go. Like if the Cowboys would have did something Just like go. That. I saw, so so I, get, I get, and I love the fans. They send me things in my DM. Somebody sent me a, uh, I guess, a, a clip of, Acho talking about after the Cowboys have a, a good victory in, in Foxborough against Bill Belichick, they don't bring up, you know, the victory. They bring up, well, Mike McCarthy. And, and I'm just like, what are we doing? What are we doing here? They won the game. Mike, and everybody, and, and, all the four Red Network said that. They and here's the thing. The decisions weren't – I'm going to be real with you. I can question the decisions. But they weren't these just, oh, my God, what the hell are you doing, you idiot. I didn't scream that. I, I, I just didn't. Me I wasn't mad at 4th and 1 in the beginning. I, I wasn't. I wasn't mad at the 4th and 1. I, I was arrogant that I thought the Cowboys would stop. And if they didn't, I was arrogant the Cowboys would get it. So, yeah, I, I wasn't mad at that. I wasn't mad at The one thing I could nitpick is, like, all right, bro, you do got to roll that clock down to, to zero if you want to nitpick there. And then the 4th and 1 with two minutes left, instead of kicking the field goal, go for it. But – yeah, two minutes or so. I I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm just not as is 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 upset about it. But yes, you can critique it, you can question it. But it, to me, it wasn't egregious. I don't know. I, Fourth I and one with 14 one. seconds left on the goal line. You kicked the goddamn mm-hmm. field goal to me. I'm talking about the Bills. That's egregious. Mm-hmm. You literally egregious. lost the game. You you kicked the field goal. You win a dog fight. Eric Henry is running all over you. That's a time where you get the points, man. You feel what I'm saying? Derrick Henry is just killing you. You can't stop that man. It's not like your defense was holding them down. You see, like us, we knew our defense could hold them down. We knew they was just misdirecting us and we would correct it. And, and, and then again, we got the best offense in the league. So, come on, we know our offense is going to win out. 
So so I don't blame Mike for doing what he did in our game. We got the best running game. We got we got the but come on man, go for it. You know what I'm saying? I would be mad at Mike. I think you see the offense we got, Mike, and you ain't going for it on fourth down. Come on, dog. I'm gonna be real now, with you. And, and now in the go Bills ahead. game, but now go in the Bills game. It was hard. It was like hard for them to score. And if they would score, then 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 then, then uh. Tennessee had come right back down the field and score because of Derrick Henry. That was a seesaw game where it was like nobody could stop nobody. So it's like you gotta catch, you gotta take these points, man. Because if you don't take these points, you're going to lose. So that's a, that was a totally different game. Totally different. I'll be game. real with you. I'm I'm more. I was more upset in that Chargers game. I was more upset that mm-hmm. with the clock management at the end. Because that was confusing, you, you know, in the, in the second, in the first half, and then at the end of the game, if I'm not mistaken, I, th- I think the first half, mm-hmm. right? Where he had all those, he had a timeout, yeah, like a yeah, minute something, and yeah. he decided, yeah. that yeah, to me. to just stick it down rather than go and get some That one, that and then yeah. to kick the game winning field goal, to those, that game to me was worse than this, to me. Definitely. I agree. It was. It was. It was definitely worse than this. But I get Mike. Mike is like, listen. my defense can get a turnover. If our defense gets stops when they're needed to get stops, they get them. So, so I feel Mike in the course of the game, like, you know what, man, we can, we got this. Mike, he says like, we got this. Mike got faith in his guys. That's something that the last coach we had didn't. He didn't have this. He wasn't going for it on fourth down to it was his final year here. Then he started going forward on fourth down. Other than that, he ain't got no faith in his team. Mike Mike is like, he got faith in Kellen. He got faith in Dan. And he's like, yo, y'all just do what y'all do, and we're going to win these football games. I mean, he still has to clean up some 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 of the things, but I, I I think a lot of it is getting overblown now. At the beginning of the year, like I said, and you can go is. back and look, I'm on wax saying, hey, Mike, what's going on, brother? Like, it's, it's, it's real weird what you're doing these first two, three weeks of the season. Now we're six weeks in. I haven't seen anything that egregious like I saw in the first few weeks. So I'm oh, kind of like, yeah. all right, I you know. Think he's, I think he's gotten better with it. I think he's gotten better with it. But I feel like if these calls, like if these fourth down calls that he had and we and we made these calls, then they wouldn't say anything. They are would we, just say, oh, great call. Cowboys Nation. Cowboys Nation. Let me ask you something. Are we, are, we, are we upset with Mike? We're not upset. We can't be upset with Mike being aggressive on fourth, right? We're not upset with that, are we? Because we literally had a coach who was not aggressive. It took maybe no. four weeks for me last year to be like, yo, Will, chill out. Because I was like, bro, why is he doing? Why is he going for this and that? I'm like, wait a minute, man. This is the aggressive nature we wanted. So now I understand that Mike is going to be aggressive uh, and I actually like it, you know, and, and I'm confident in my team converting these things, and they have been pretty damn good all year on it. So I hope we're not mad that Mike is aggressive. If you're going to be upset with Mike or want to criticize Mike, to me it's more about the clock management thing. That, I'm going to be real. I, and, then, and then I think we're – and I think I, – I don't want to say everybody in Cowboys Nation, but the, the I, I don't want the, – the, the bandwagon Cowboy Nation fans – Who's that? It's mad at Mike. They're the ones that's mad at Mike. The team ain't mad at Mike. The no. team is like the team is like okay. The team is like Mike. We want to go forward on fourth down. We the best, man. You know what I'm saying? The team, the team is like let's go. You if you watch if you watched uh Maury Cooper, he went live yesterday. 
hey, yeah, the team is winning, but the team ain't like, man, Mike Coffee. No, no, no. They having fun over there. They are having fun. They they like playing for Mike. I feel like if, if they had a problem with Mike, you would see it on the team. And I just don't see that. I uh, see confidence. I see swagger on that football team. Yeah, Even when you, you would have seen it because last year you saw it with Mike Nolan. And they yeah. did not like Mike. They didn't want to play for him. They didn't believe in the system. They didn't believe in that guy. But hey, hundred grand. Let me keep it moving. Hundred grand. These phone lines blowing up, brother. All right, bro. Hey, I appreciate right, bro. you, man. Appreciate your passion, dog. Appreciate you too, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's wow. We're going into the to to the buy here, having to kind of defend our coach who's five and one, and, and got these boys coming out playing some good ball. But constructive criticism. I don't. I, I'm fine with that. Oh, uh, we had Reek, and then we're going to get back into the film. What's going on, Reek? Yeah, what's going on? What's going on, Sky? What's going on, Cowboy Nation? You know what I mean? Good morning, everybody. Hey, man, I just got to say this one thing, man. I got to give a shout out to Miss Jessica because she used to say this all the time. Uh oh. Yo, we need some PVO. Positive vibes. vibes. Y'all need Cowboy Nation. Chill out, man. Yo, man, we winning. We gonna do what we we doing. What we gotta do to win. We 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 probably we probably doing unorthodox stuff at certain times, but that's what it takes to be a good team. You gotta test things out to see what works and what doesn't work. You know what I'm saying? And you gotta go back and look at film. These coaches might might know what he's doing. He won one. Let's put it in his hands. You know what I mean? I, you know I have never seen no perfect. Uh, coaches and you know uh, game managers There's not and all that one stuff. You know single what I mean? per- perfect coach, dog. And I get that you know we're only focused on our team, but I'm glad what happened last night happened because now I can put a spotlight to show you. Hey, man, these decisions come up every every week, and coaches aren't a hundred percent on these decisions. They just aren't. Yeah, man. Like you know, it took didn't it take Bill Belichick to lose to find out how to win? Like, come on, man. Y'all, I got. You know what I mean? We need to be happy and satisfied. Uh, well, not satisfied, but be more happy and positive about this. Is because last year was a that's a that was a cloud over the Cowboy Stadium. You know what I mean? Over this nation, and the worst one of the worst thing happened to us. Our quarterback went down. You know what I mean? Uh, quarterback went down. Team looked sorry. All that stuff. But this year, it's a positive spin that's going on, and we looking good. We looking like a team that can do something when, get, when it's going to get later. We're going to get a lot of players back that we need, you know what I mean? And we gonna, pieces are going to start getting moved around. Yeah. I'm loving how we're doing things, you know what I mean? And like you said, that uh, Jabril Cox does need to start getting more playing time because LVE, nah, man. Neil, nah, man. You know what I mean? I I'm, I'm, like, I'm a little disappointed. That dude, that dude got speed, and that dude can cover. And he looked like he's ready to hit something. You know what I mean? He just looked like he's ready, ready to do something. Yeah. And my my thing is like this. I kind of believe, like, uh, Dan Quinn is like, I got you, bro. Let's get, just be patient. I got you. You're you going to get up in here because he's going to need him. He's going to need know. that speed. You know what I mean? He's going to need that speed, and he's going to need somebody to that knows what it takes to play that center fielder in the middle of the field. You know, uh, my my whole thing is I believe in the coaches. I'm going to let them run their teams. 
You know what I mean? Because this is the first time I've seen the coaches really run a team in a long time in Dallas. These dudes, the other coaches was not running this team. The front office is running the team. You know what I mean? Yeah. More than the coaches. I see that it, it's a it's a group effort. Everybody, it's all hands on deck. And these, these dudes playing hard. And people need to get up off uh, Trayvon Diggs for that, that hey, one play. Cowboy, Cowboys, fan, believe, Cowboys fans ain't getting on Trayvon Diggs. He's just haters, fam. Don't even, don't even. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that that would even, that would even Diggs fault. I we, think we that KP yelled out something because he wanted to get a pick and he, the man led up because you see how he kind of slowed down. KZ ain't, KZ ain't want to get no pick. KZ ain't want to get no pick because if KZ wanted to get a pick, he would have picked it. It was there for him to get the pick. I don't know what he was thinking. But but here's the thing about yeah. that. KZ and Diggs both took accountability for that, and that's what you want to see. You want to see guys that are unselfish and that got each other's back. So I, I I love that they both came out in the media and said, nah, man, that's me, my bad. But, and then KZ came right back and said, nah, little bro, that was on me, my bad. So I love that. Yeah, I, I respect it all day, you know what I mean? Because I really believe like that man slowed down because he looked like he was about to pick that one off too. If he would have kept going. I mean, he absolutely but, let up because he didn't want to collide with KZ. If if, if he keeps, Exactly. If yeah, he didn't want to collide. Exactly. Exactly. Hey, dog, I, I ain't you, mad. Man. I'm not mad. But, yeah. uh, yeah, good luck, man. Uh, thanks for listening to me this morning, Sky. All right, Cowboy Nation. Y'all need to let up off a of mic. Let's keep rolling. All right. Peace. Yeah, man, I am. I, I got into it, but I don't know why. Sometimes I let, let people get me on Twitter. But a Giants fan. This man said Diggs is not a top 10 quarterback right now. He's a he's an all or nothing cornerback. Well, I almost slipped up. What? All or nothing? You can't possibly be watching this guy if you think he's all or nothing. Just because he's aggressive doesn't mean he's all or nothing. If you're all or nothing, you're not number one in the league in quarterback rating when targeted at 29. And then they're only completing 47% of passes on this all-or-nothing cornerback. Hate to even give these dudes the time and day. Hate it. All right. Yeah, I see you guys are getting back into the KZ thing. If if there's one thing I will criticize, and it's hard for me to do this for, for Trayvon Diggs on that play, is, is letting up. And I, I put air quotes because if he did not, he would have collided big time with DeMonte KZ. Big time. He clearly was thinking a step ahead when he saw, because Bucky Brooks wrote it, broke it down very well. Inside the numbers, it's the safety's responsibility. When you know you have help over the top, KZ just read it, read it wrong, man. And if anything, Diggs had too much confidence in him. Just had too much confidence in him. So, yeah, I'll, I'll criticize him for letting up, but, I mean, what do you want him to do? Run into his guy? It caught it anyway and scored a touchdown. KZ should have a pick, man. All right, let's jump back into the tape and get into some of the good that we did see in this game. And I want to start off with actually a drive where the Patriots scored a touchdown. And this is why I want to start off with this drive because it was bullcrap drive that shouldn't even have happened. Again, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, something was not right at home with the referees. It was bad. It was real bad. But anyway, now this was the play where DeMonte, or not DeMonte Casey, J. Ron Curse 
y'all tell me. But J. Ron Curse, great blitz. He's a great blitzer, by the way. Gets pressure on the quarterback. Um, the ball landed here. <laughs> Here's the receiver. Y'all want to tell me what penalty this should be? Unless the rules change, you know. Sometimes the rules change when you're out there in, in New England. The rules must have changed here to me because this looks like quarterback under pressure. Ball gets thrown, lands here at the 38-yard line. The closest defender is close to the 25-yard or offensive player, close to the 25-yard line. No intentional grounding. Okay. No intentional grounding. And they and they think it's a fumble because of the hit. Absolutely should have been intentional grounding. And what, this is the other, I believe, the other side of that play. Just make sure. Yep. This is the other side of that play. Great blitz. Great hit. Should have been caught. Would have made it about second and 17 or so from the other side of the field. I mean, just about ridiculous that that wasn't called grounding. Oh, but it gets better two plays later. But we'll go to the next play. I want to show you this play because watch, watch this man right here. And a good cleanup by, by 98, but my goodness, Randy Gregory is just unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Engages, sheds, forces the guy back inside, and Bohanna trips him up. I mean, Randy's doing it all, and he's, he's doing this from inside. He's your best defensive line. I'm just saying, even if D-Law goes back. I, I'm just saying. But great play by Bohanna to clean it up. But Randy Gregory is uh, an absolute, absolute terror. Oh, and this was the play I'm talking about two plays later. So, mind you guys, this is the same drive. The grounding happened. This is on third down. Watch both of these referees. I want to know what the hell they're watching. And watch number 94, Randy Gregory. Now, ladies and gentlemen. Would you mind telling me, the chat, the world, what penalty that is? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Laurel. Chop block. Clear as day. Clear as, I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no muddle. There's nothing. It's clear as day. You got a guy engaged at the bottom trying to take out his legs. A guy engaged at the top. That is a chop block and they convert a first down on this because Jordan Lewis gets beat across the field great hit though I mean I mean the off the wide receiver holding on to that ball was wild but great hit but I mean come on refs this is two times in one series two times in one series you're missing obvious calls and this is what I was talking about yesterday Montana when he was like hey we got to doesn't matter. Don't leave it up to the refs. But, I mean, there's there's egregious things happening. You take away a touchdown, literally. You miss two egregious calls like this. You miss the hands, the, not the hands to the face, the right hook to the face of Dak Prescott. It's really annoying, man. It's really annoying to try to overcome these things. And I don't want people to think that the Cowboys' defense was just all bad yesterday. It wasn't. You know, they had that after that those first two drives, and that was you know, one of them. After the first two drives, the Cowboys did this. This is what their defense did. Fumble, block, punt, end of half, punt, punt. So they got it together. They got it together. And then again, man, Randy Gregory, just just, just take a look at our guy over here. He can beat you with quickness. He can beat you with strength. 
Randy Gregory is playing out of his mind right now. He's a Pro Bowl player right now. I don't even think my man touches Randy Gregory here. Just let it play. <laughs> Boom! Maybe the best hit on defense. I mean, the move is just beautiful. He can beat you like this. I don't think people understand how great this is. He goes inside, swim moves outside, and doesn't get touched. The setup and the quickness and explosiveness is unmatched. It's unmatched. Once again, Randy Gregory. I believe this is Randy. Let me just make sure. Yes. Lined up over here. First you get beat with the quickness, then you get beat with the bully ball. Just deboed that guy. Just debos the guy. So there were some good things that happened on the defensive side of the ball. I don't want everybody to, to get up in arms and panic. Whew. Hold on, man. When you set up a guy inside... I mean, if a picture can say a thousand words, right? He's great. He's great. Then you got the digs, pick six. A lot of people are saying he lucked into this again. No, he didn't. Trayvon Diggs read the play, breaks on the ball, and if he wasn't going to get the interception, he was going to get a pass breakup, but he takes it to the house. So there were some good things that happened on the defensive side of the ball, Cowboys Nation, in this game. I thought it was a very strange game, officiated game that kept the Patriots closer than it, than it really was. It did. So what I don't want you guys to do is get, get upset too much at the defense, but let's watch the tape and let's figure out where they can be better. They got to figure out that they got to figure out that linebacker situation when they want Michael Parsons on the edge, right? They got to figure out, I hate to say this, how to overcome the referees um, within possessions because you just have to. You can't, you can't let them convert even though it was a holding. It is what it is, man. Or a chop block. It is what it is. It's, it's ridiculous. It's egregious. But uh, I thought the defense, I came away from this game not as upset as I was or not as concerned as I was right out of it. Right out of it, I'm like, what the hell? You know, 75-yard touchdown, your, your mind is still spinning. I said, all right, let me go back. Let me calm down. Let me write some stuff down. And I was like, okay, it wasn't as bad as I thought. After those first two series, which one they had the ball on the 35-yard line, again, fumble, block, punt, end of half, punt, punt. Then they got the touchdown, pick, touchdown, punt. Crazy game, but I think you can go into the bye week saying, yes, things are need to be cleaned up on the defensive side of the ball, but there are still lots of positives to take out moving forward. Asa or Asa, I can't, Peterson says, where has Micah been? What do you mean? Did you, did you watch the game last week? <laughs> Micah was everywhere. Now this week, like he said, this week, he wishes he could have made more splash plays. He wishes he could have been more of a more of a factor, more of an impact. And he wasn't. This game he wasn't. He's not going to have it every single game. And he didn't have it this game uh, because when he became a pass rusher, they're getting things, they're getting the rock out quick. That's how you counter that. When he was at linebacker, I thought he played decent enough in the run game and his responsibilities, but he got he got beat in the passing game. So Micah wasn't able to be that splash guy. But guys, we and ladies, we have to understand and be real here. We're not going to get 
super splash play anybody every single game. Uh, and he's a rookie, too, so he's still learning. I don't think there's anything to really be concerned about with the way Mike is playing. He's still a prime-time, big-time blue-chip guy that you drafted. All right, let's hop into the chat. Or, sorry, to the phone lines. 561, what it is, what it do? Yo, yo, Mr. Sidewalk, Mr. Jake the Great, good morning. Oh, there you go. What's up, Jake the Great? Not much, man. Sorry if you're missing your show, man. I'm driving truck. No no big No big deal. Uh, real quick, thing, real quick, Jake. Can uh, I can you can I get you off speaker because I'm having a hard time hearing you a little bit. You there, brother? Jake, 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 Jake. I'm gonna come back to you, bro. I'm gonna come back. Wait, are you there? Yep, yep. You hear me now? Yeah, I got you. Man, I got bad reception. I'm somewhere in the mountains, man. But hopefully you can hear me. Cowboy Nation, man, check this out. When the general's operating the battleship, he ain't operating the controls. He ain't, he ain't driving the ship. He's, he's managing everything, you know what I'm saying? He ain't on the artillery. He ain't on the radar. He's overseeing everything. You hear me on that? Yeah, I got you. It's a good analogy. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, one thing, too. I know we all die hard Cowboy fans, but I suggest everybody go get the Red Zone because this is a new NFL. The days of punting the ball on fourth and one, it don't matter where it's at. Get your mind out of there. Coaches are going for it on fourth down, whether it be on your own 20 or day 20. It's just a different NFL. It is. You know, and uh, we just, we just got to adapt to it. And don't eat the cheese on Mike McCarthy. This is the craziest stuff I ever hear. You're five and one. You think the people in uh, in uh, L.A. and the Rams fans complaining about their coach? We are the delusional fan base. Enjoy this ride. I'm loving the scene. I'm loving the camaraderie, the brotherhood. I feel like we're building something special out here in Dallas this year. Yeah, it feels special, man. And I say it. This team is different. Uh, it's different. I got two things I'm going to let you go. Um, yep. One, I, I, I'm kind of missing that uh, late night hype, man. Are you guys just like done with that, man? Yeah, the, yeah, there, yeah. There is no no more late night hype. We, like I said before, we may do a type of reunion type thing, but yeah, that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. And uh, last but not least, I know your boy Jesse Holly. Just let him know the Dallas Cowboys truck is appreciated. The greatest show on dot com. You know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, hanging with the boys. It's the best show, and I enjoy it. I'm driving every day listening to it. Amazing doing it. It's amazing. And uh, uh, there's no competition. Once they fire Brian Brothers, it wasn't nothing, man. Hanging with the boys, man. Best show. I'm, I'm going to take this clip out, and, and I'm going to send that to Jesse for you, man. Appreciate the call, Jake the Great. All right. Appreciate it, man. All right. No problem. Let me get the old head up in the building. What's going on, old head? Good morning, good sir. Good morning, young Skywalker. <laughs> I've been practicing that, and it still sounded like crap. How you doing, Will? I'm good. <laughs> uh, I had a couple of things I was going to throw at you, but I know you're you're tight for time, and I appreciate you taking my call as always. I got three three quick questions, and I'm going to fire them all at you, and then I'm sure. going to hang up and let you do what you want to with them. First of all, you know we're always going to have heroes and goats. It depends on whether you're the team that you know makes it work, or you're the team that has it blow up in your face from Landry and Don Meredith all the way till now. Uh, you know, one time Landry said, well, you know, Don's going to make mistakes. Sometimes you're a hero. Sometimes you're a goat. And then the radio guy said, well, what did Meredith say? Bah. 
you know, I mean, he was it was not a good it was not a good day for him. Hey, uh, Kellen Moore is McCarthy not getting credit for some of the offensive stuff you're seeing, or is it all Kellen Moore and is McCarthy just playing hands off because McCarthy's supposed to be an offensive guy? Mm. Is he is he not getting credit for some uh, of the stuff of that he's, he's that they're doing? Of course he's not. I mean, uh, he's he's not getting. I'm just answering all, that all right Kevin now. Moore, but I mean, it's all Kellen. That. It's all Secondly, Kellen Moore. Hold on, I'm gonna answer this now. It's all Kellen Moore by, okay. but from the fans. Uh, but I, again, I I think we have to be realistic. I don't think Mike McCarthy is saying, "Hey, Kellen, here's you know, you come up with the game plan, you put it together. I'm gonna head home and chill out." McCarthy is obviously well, I just involved. I just wondered about that because, you know, McCarthy is supposed to be the offensive guy, but Kellen Moore is getting all the praise this year. So I just asked him the question. Club. I'm not saying anything by it. I'm Secondly, not saying you are. I'm answering you for you, though. Kellen, do you think that Kellen would stay around? Everybody is saying I've heard him attached to the Las Vegas job next year. I've heard a lot of things say everybody is saying Kellen Moore is going to be a head coach, blah, blah, blah. He's only 33. He is pretty much running his own department here this year without the responsibilities and the headaches of being a head coach. And if he has if he has his druthers, would he stay here and take the big head coach money that Jerry would give him to stay here and just run the offense? We're going to talk no about that tomorrow because coach, that's one of the things I have himself. in buy or sell. So tune in tomorrow. We're going to talk about that extensively. And that, but that was my next question: Is would it, would Kellen Moore stay here under McCarthy, ten, tentatively under McCarthy, but for more money? And and if they if they did go to a different guy, which I don't see him going anywhere away from McCarthy, I personally think Dan Quinn would be the better head coach right now, simply because he's older and more experienced. But a lot of people will argue with that because Kellen Moore's having uh, more more success right now if you want to call it that and the third thing you were talking about picking up this guy from houston as a pass rusher and unless he's willing to come up here for pennies uh i don't see him doing any kind of trades right now that's not a trade they are looking they're looking i don't mean trades i mean picking up any new players without unloading some high dollar salaries because they are looking ahead right now to all the people that they're going to need to be signing next year. Curse, KZ, all these guys on one-year deals. And, you know, and then plus they got a bunch of of rookies that are at the end of their contracts that are going to need to be signed. And that's one of the reasons Jay, Jay, you know, uh, Smith left. Let me play devil's advocate to you. Would you be worried about paying J. Ron Curse, Demonte KZ, or whoever the hell in 2022 – if you had the opportunity to add a premier pass rusher that can help you win a Super Bowl in 2021? If he's coming with a high-dollar contract, yes. Okay. If he's coming with a high-dollar contract that you're not going to be able to get rid of. But if he's coming... If oh, you, you mean like sign him long-term? I don't, think I don't think you're signing anybody at this point in the NFL as a free agent on a long-term contract. You would likely be signing them right. for, for eight games or whatever we have left. Which would probably equate for to the end of the till the end of the season. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying how how cheaply can you get them? Yeah, money money if plays you can in a, get them cheaply. Here's the problem: money plays into a factor because Stephen Jones because Stephen Jones has a number. Stephen Jones' number is like three point right. five million. If it's the Chiefs, 
if it's if it's another team, if it's the Rams, the Bucks, they don't get they don't care. Obviously, you're not. I'm a, I don't want to pay him ten million dollars, eight million dollars, nine million dollars. But if it costs five, six million dollars to get him in here, I think they make that move because they don't care. They want to win the Super Bowl now. Um, I think it will be an absolute power move for Dallas to do it. But there is a number that they 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 probably can't go over, which makes sense. There, there's one more thing I need to I need to tell you, or I mean, and I haven't heard anything said about it today, so. You may have talked about it before I got on the phone, and this, and I'll hang up. Sure. Did you did you hear him say at Minnesota that Patrick Peterson is out? Yes. Yep. Pat he's Pete's definitely out. out for at least three games, so he's not going to be in the mix as far as is defending against our offense. So I think that that just made our chances of dominating Minnesota go you know up as long as. I, and I don't think we're going to get Gallimore back to help in the middle, so we're going to so. really have to. They're going to have to figure out some way to stuff run and uh, you know keep Dalvin Cook down. So, you know, uh, we'll we'll be able to throw against them, but they should be able to run against us, and it's going to be. Uh, oh, last thing, I'm sorry, I forgot one thing. Uh, when we, as Cowboy fans, as homers, say the referees were all they were screwing us, they were giving it all to New England, blah blah blah. That's us being fans, and I get that. But when you hear people all across the nation, you know, uh, former football players, announcers, et cetera, et cetera, that'll come right out and say, you go to New England, you got to beat the refs as well as the Pat- Patriots. Then you know something, you know, that what we're saying and what we saw is true, that, that the de- the referees were definitely calling the game, you know, leaning it towards the, the Patriots. So I'm just saying if we say it, it's no big deal. We're, we're being fans. But if, if the rest of the country is saying it, that they've they've had to fight against it, and even some of our guys that are on staff now, like Jesse and Isaiah and people like that, are saying, you know, even Standback, he played for the Patriots, and he'll say when they come to Foxborough, they got to be cooking because they're going to be calling it for Belichick. So that's just that's just one of those things. Hey, listen, brother, take it easy. I appreciate you letting me talk, and I'll get off the line and let you let you get back to your show. All right, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It is definitely home cooking there. Y'all, y'all ain't right in this damn chat. Y'all ain't right. Uh in <laughs> text message. A lot, a lot, a lot to unpack there. But I will say this. I will save the uh Kellen Moore question for tomorrow because I, I, I had a feeling that our film room segment of the show would go long, and I'm glad it did. I I think I enjoyed breaking this down with you guys live and you guys seeing some of the, of what I see when I'm uh, watching the tape. Um, y'all let me know if that's something that maybe we could do, you know, once or twice a month to kind of mix it up here. Um, I enjoyed it a ton. I enjoyed it a ton. So y'all let me know if y'all like that and, um, we'll keep it, we'll keep rolling it. maybe not every week, but, uh, every so often, uh, we can get one more in here. Five, one, two, what it is, what it do. Hi, uh, this is Rico from the ATX. What's up, Rico? Hey, I just wanted uh, to call in and say good morning, Cowboys Nation. And uh, just um, hearing a lot of talk about, you know, McCarthy and Kellen Moore and everything, I had – I and you'll probably answer this question, uh, tomorrow, like you said with the, the caller before about Kellen Moore. I just uh, – I feel like um, if Kellen Moore stays, it's going to be because of Dak, mm. because of the relationship they have. Because if you remember, Dak kind of – took his job at one point. So Kellen and Dak are like, like they were, 
they have they a were in the same room for a couple years. Yeah, yeah, they're in the same room for a couple years, and I think that their success comes from what Kelly knows about Dak and what and how and the respect they have for each other. And I think that uh, maybe uh, there's a chance as well that Mike McCarthy has just little. Hey, Kelly, you're doing good, but you know what you do should do here is tweak this this way or tweak this that way. Um, I think over the past couple of years, that's uh, just going to make Kellen more great. Uh, that's kind of all I got. I just wanted to say good morning, Cowboy Nation. And, uh, yeah, that's, have a good one. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, 100% McCarthy's in those meetings and things like that, but he's not going to get the credit on game day, which I get. It makes sense because he's not calling the plays. And, and that's been the downfall of Dallas's offense in previous years. It was play calling. And I remember last year, there was a point where people wanted McCarthy to actually call the plays. But I just think that Kellen needed to continue to grow and uh, get away from that green stage of his career and become that kind of a polished offensive coordinator. And I think we're starting to see it. Um, but without a doubt, he's delegating that responsibility on game day. But I think obviously we all know they're putting the game plan together. Um, I don't think he cares about credit. I don't. I, I, I think... Once, if they win the Super Bowl, then hell yeah, he's going to come for that credit. Uh, but right now, it's like, what have they done? What have we accomplished? I want to give all these pre- – I don't – I'm giving a damn. We're just going out there. We're going to keep winning and try to get better. Uh, and at the end of the day, if they get six, I don't think a single person in Cowboys Nation is going to be whining and crying about the coach. I don't. Criticism, different from I – mean, there's people literally saying fire Mike McCarthy. It, it's, it's mind-blowing to me, but that's neither here nor there, man. Neither here nor there. All right. <laughs> Anthony Hatcher, you funny, man. Oh, here do be coming in with like 10 topics. I right, yeah, he do. Oh, here we might have to give you a whole segment. And this is what do. We'd be like, I got about three questions for you, Sky. He'll go through all three to six of those questions. Mind you, I said three, but he'll get to six. And then he want me to run them back. That's why I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to answer them questions now. Because I'm not going back six questions and answer them after we hang up on this phone, man. Not happening. Not happening. But I always have fun with I always have fun with y'all. And uh, I appreciate you guys calling in today. I appreciate you guys joining the show. Uh, this was actually supposed to be the, the overview here. But uh, make sure you guys check out the show tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Central Ish. As long as there are no, as long as we don't have any technical issues, technical difficulties. I'll be back here on the real ish, 8 a.m. ish, not 8.30. We couldn't go till 8.30 today, but y'all came through and y'all rocked and I appreciate that. And uh, if you miss it, you can run it back live or you can check out the audio on the audio uh, podcast forms. We got on um, Spotify, Apple, Google Cast, all those good things, man. All the, all those good. Tyrone Church said, oh, hey, a minute. Had <laughs> Oh, here a minute. It's going to be a couple minutes. It's going to be a couple minutes. You know? And that's the thing with me. I, I need to... I probably should get a clock, but I know me. As a fan, if I'm calling to a show, I want to get minds out. I want to talk. So I try to do that. But yeah, maybe I should uh, I should think about a clock game. We'll see. Uh, make sure y'all check out adzsports.com slash Dallas for all the wonderful articles from our guys that write over there. I usually try to put one up on a Wednesday and Friday at the end of the week. So check those out as well. Uh, appreciate you guys for uh, supporting. I see you guys in here saying thank you and fire show, et cetera, et cetera. Again, 
kind of tried something different out with the film room. Hope y'all enjoyed that. I'll run it back myself and see maybe what I can clean up and we can maybe make this a segment a couple times throughout the month. I had fun with it. So, you know, stick around, man. Stick around. Eric said five, six, seven in the house. Hi, grandmas. All right, guys, let me get on up out of here. I appreciate y'all coming through. If I don't press this button, we'd be here all God dang on day. We out this mug. Make sure y'all tune in tonight. A to Z Sports Prime Time. Mauricio Rodriguez, I think he is doing a wonderful job on the go. Continue to support. Continue to rock out. I'll be back tomorrow, 8 a.m. Central. And check out A to Z Sports Dallas. Dot com. Brian Brothers Jr. Love y'all. Peace. Salute to the caller. Salute to the chat. Salute to the donations. And shout out my mod guy, Stevie Mack. I want me some glory hope.